Hello and welcome to episode number 299 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are here, we are at the the, the, uh, penultimate episode um, before the big boy. Uh, which yeah is just around the corner this is obviously like we've had to remove around our schedule a little bit so this will be going live on a friday rather than the traditional wednesday um but yeah obviously we wanted to get this one in first this was like one of our most anticipated movies um For sure. uh, in the form of alex garland's men and uh, yeah just came out uh, on the first of june in the uk obviously it came out about i think it was like 10 or 11 days ago in the stateside um but yeah, we finally. I'm still, I'm still upset by that, you know. It's just right. It's just it's just it. bullshit. Like I, at a certain <laughs> point, I'm gonna not get triggered by it. But I don't yeah, know when I that day will happen. I, was past it. I thought I was past it, and then this happened. <laughs> Every and time, I was like, nope, not past it. <laughs> it's just so like it's just weird. Like I just don't. I will never understand sort of worldwide film distribution because it just you would think it no. would just make sense. Like even so we may as well just get into the news and then we'll circle back uh, talking about uh, 300 just before we get into the film. Um, because this could go coincide slightly with it where, um, the only piece of news we've got this week is just about the, uh, the upcoming kind of 4k slash blu-ray, um, slash, do they even make DVDs anymore? Um, of the Northman, <laughs> um, which is, uh, yeah. yeah, one of our favorite movies of the year. And we've kind of got it detailed and, um, just as an aside, like obviously the dates of blu-rays is another one of those weird things <laughs> that like traditionally we just get it a little bit later for whatever reason. And it's like, but they're making them, they're putting them out there. I get that there's like region specific things and stuff but like basically, yeah but that's a different conversation yeah. why does region specific <laughs> exactly. why is that thing in 2022 <laughs> yeah like why can like i don't understand regions in the slightest i'm not even going to pretend to because it's like why can i buy a blu-ray like psycho gorman for example that's just region free and then these other ones just aren't yeah. like is that just a forced thing that they bolt on to like fuck over people like what is is there a good is there anything good to regions like that i'm missing out on like i just don't yeah. understand it um but basically the the kind of yeah the release of the northman is pretty nice um considering this is obviously a new film i think they kind of pushed it out and went as best as they could um so this is coming out on june 7th um in the states so next week um but i did look on amazon uk and it's showing as july 18th um so kind of like a month delay but it does look like we're getting the same version with all the all the features and everything which is good and yeah there's a whole host of stuff like i think it said something like over 90 minutes of of bonus features um there's like five different kind of featurettes like named featurettes looking at like i'm not going to talk about what they're mentioning because they are talking about you know craft and specific scenes and moments in the film um right but for example there's one that's purely talking about the shooting locations and the landscapes and that sort of thing yeah um and yeah so there's loads of that stuff and then like the big one which i was waiting for and was praying for and we have got is the commentary um so yeah we are getting a feature commentary by robert eggers um which is just fantastic like his his commentary on the lighthouse is easily one of my favorite ones it might be my favorite of the last sort of five years i think it's absolutely brilliant um and yeah i cannot wait to kind of rewatch it again and then hear his like his thoughts on making such a crazy fucked up film um Definitely. And so, yeah, this is great. And, uh, yeah, highly recommend. Obviously, if you didn't see it in the cinema, which is definitely the best way to watch it, then this is a close second. And, uh, yeah, this is easily a day one pickup for me. Um, because, yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, you know, a, um, like you say, the, so the 4K is listed for the UK as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, nice because I think that's the thing. It's you know, a couple of a couple of the ones with with them we we haven't had four Ks and we've had to wait and not not just us, just in general. You know, um, Malignant was the one mm. that just didn't have a day and date four K that was incredibly frustrating. Yeah, um, and I believe that was worldwide. Yeah, and then you know now that's come out and I've picked it up, which is great. But it's like, oh, it's frustrating to have to wait. So I'm glad with this one we get the four K day one even if our day one is that little bit later yeah it's not too bad but it is a bit the, the one thing that is a bit strange but it doesn't really affect us is like there is two versions in the states it seems like there's like the regular 4k and then there's a collector's edition 4k um oh, okay. which has a few more featurettes but from what i gather on on our amazon uk our base 4k just has all those extra featurettes so okay. that is a little bit right. confusing um because i don't because i was making sure we don't like miss out on any of this stuff so i don't really know why <laughs> there's a difference there unless they're just trying to upsell people in the states um yeah well obviously in the states you get a lot of like store exclusives exactly. and that sort of mm. thing, which which is less common practice over here yeah um so so yeah i can kind of you know envisage that might be part of the rationale yeah for sure but either way it's uh it looks great it's got everything i'd want like i want in-depth featurettes and i want a commentary and it's and it's ticking both Definitely. those boxes and obviously this movie's gonna look absolutely gorgeous as well um so right. yeah very very nice indeed yeah that's the only news this week um obviously as we mentioned before um we are just before obviously the big one 300 which we're very excited for obviously the main topic of conversation of what we've been waiting to discuss is the return of stranger things which is out there right now people yeah. most people have probably already binged it um so yeah we'll be talking about that and that'd be nice as well because it'll be a lot of time so we haven't got to worry about spoilers or anything like that like that's probably like almost definitely going to be like a spoiler filled conversation for, pretty much yeah, from the from sure. the start um as well as obviously all the previous seasons because that's the only way to talk about it so yeah hopefully you guys will have uh, watched it and hopefully enjoyed it um and yeah, yeah we'll be talking about that for 300 obviously if you want to get involved the uh, links are in the podcast description like twitter email all that stuff any comments or questions uh, would be greatly appreciated um yeah. but stranger things non-stranger things mm. you know just just anything in general for sure um but yeah i think it's 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 exciting the, what we've got coming up but this week is yeah i cannot wait to talk about this film um, Hey, this is one of our most anticipated movies for 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 a while now mm. just kind of you know knowing that it was on its way and you know from from inception really it's been one that we've been waiting for from you know since we found out about it definitely so yeah let's talk about this week's film yeah like we said obviously this movie has kind of been on our radar i can't remember the second like i can't remember when it was featured in the news um no me neither for the first time because alex garland is a guy that i'm i always remember to look up i'm always like okay what is this guy doing there's a handful of these guys that you always have to make note mm. of and you, you never want it to slip through the cracks because i remember when he did uh devs the tv show like i didn't know about that until it was out um i pretty much heard about it when it came out it wasn't like late but it, i didn't know about it beforehand it was just like hey yeah he's done a show um that he's wrote and directed every episode on like he's did the classic flanagan um mm. And it was really cool as well. Um, and so, yeah, I've very much been waiting because obviously Annihilation was uh, 2018. Um, so it has, been, yeah, it has been a bit of time. Um, and obviously Ex Machina was uh, before that in 2014. So this, it's, it's on track. Like he usually takes about four years and obviously with doing devs as well. Um, but yeah, obviously in terms of science fiction, I think this guy is 
I think it's him and uh, Zidane Villeneuve who did Dune mm. and uh, Blade Runner 2049. To me, they are like the best two science fiction yeah, guys around right yeah. now. Um, I think, or just off the top of my head, like if you're going to get someone that can like do Terminator right, it's one of those two people. Um, yeah. Terminator or any of these like classic science fiction um, franchises would be great. And obviously he'd done that with Blade Runner. Um, but yeah, Alex has obviously transitioned away from science fiction and in straight like i was gonna say something else but kind of two footage straight into horror um which which was very exciting for us obviously um and then we get this movie in the form of men which had like a real interesting teaser trailer um that very much just set like the mood it was kind of our lead character sort of wandering around and it really didn't show much but it just looked stunning um and very much the setting was something that kind of stood out to us which will which will definitely be talking about a lot here um (laughs) um and then we got like the full trailer for this one which i really liked the trailer but now in hindsight i kind of wish i hadn't seen it um Mm. because i think that the the trick that we will have to talk about kind of in the you know when you talk about the plot shortly like they do save it like it's it's later in the movie than i expected yeah um when they really start showing off kind of rory kinnear and his role in this film um and so the fact that we get to see that in all its glory in the trailers um and kind of like the variety of his character i do think is a slight disappointment like i wish i didn't know that going in um it is it is strange isn't it how prevalent it was in the trailer yeah because it, it and having now seen the movie i don't think they really hid too much about it like they pretty much shoo us all of it and i'm like that was a strange decision given how good the first trailer was and they really mm. did an amazing job of hiding that and like because of how like you like i could easily envision a trailer where you don't show that as well like there, there's yeah. so much to do with rory and, and playing Jeff so much to do with harper as well um Mm -hmm. and the kind of setting that you really didn't need to show that and that would have been such a cool like i would have loved to have had that feeling in the cinema when you first clock it and realize it and like oh what's wait what what what's going on here like do you know what i mean whereas that was just yeah i was i was completely waiting for that to happen i think that's the thing like having seen the trailer you're expecting it but if you'd have Mm. just been watching this cold you'd have been like hang on a second um, am i Am I losing my... No, no, never mind. You know, yeah. because it's quite subtle to begin with. And yeah. Kind of, you know, as the movie goes on, it gets more and more in your face directly. Definitely. So, so, yeah, I would have, you know, I would have liked to have not known that going in. But, mm. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that aside, you've, you've kind of touched upon it a little bit there. But basically, this movie centers around Harper, our like, kind of lead character who... Um, we don't know exactly where this place is, do we? Kind of within England. No, we don't. Like it's a. I'm pretty it's sure it's of, a made up village, yeah. um, and it uh, is. It's clearly the countryside. That's yeah, all we know, English really. English countryside, kind of. Um, yeah, and Harper's kind of come in from London to have a kind of a, um, a holiday on her own, um, following the kind of tragic death of her husband, and kind of. Um, you know, trying to kind of get away from it all and clear her head. And she's kind of gone to this um, village. Oh, what the hell is the village called? It's just come, come uh, to my Potson. mind. Potson. Potson. Um, Potson. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, she's gone there to basically kind of, yeah, just get away from the world, get away from the, the trials and tribulations of London and kind of have this kind of scenic country life. And we kind of... Um, you know, you, you mentioned it um, at the start that kind of Rory Kenner kind of pops up straight away as kind of, you know, I guess his lead 
character <laughs> yeah definitely is, is jeffrey mm. who is kind of like the he's the best character in the whole uh, <laughs> film just st- straight off the bat he's he the best character of all time sorry he might be the best character of all time he, he's certainly one of my best characters that we've seen this year <laughs> Je- jeffrey is basically like the quintessential country toff yeah. who kind of you know very kind of if you're a fan of kind of british kind of comedy very kind of harry enfield inspired Mm. And kind of just, um, yeah, everything he says is hilarious. And but it was so real as well. Like, I, yeah. I, we like we were both laughing a lot at Jeffrey, and and um and I don't think many other people were in the cinema. And I, I and to me, because I, I wanted to say to you about this directly, like the reason why I was laughing. I'm curious why, not other than just the obvious reasons of it being funny, but like I've seen and experienced that so many times yeah, in my I've life. Yeah, like that exact person and their little like when he goes up the stairs and he's just doing all these funny little jokes of like oh the little jokes and yeah like it's just yeah. it's it's absolutely well, perfect. It, that whole scene was perfect because it's not just that it's it's the way that he's introducing like the piano room yeah and then he's like do you play and then he's like not me neither and it's like so fucking pointless but you have to have it if you're rich <laughs> yeah. you know it's like well you gotta have a piano room it's like why no one plays the piano but but yeah you gotta have it and it's just those little scenes and everything that yeah jeffrey is a character that i've met multiple times in my life on a you know and and it's hilarious seeing him on the film because again you know i think that's why this movie spoke to us as we saw the trailer the extended trailer that this is you know set in the british countryside which we've said before is is a is a extremely underutilized area of kind of horror that, that that has got proper horror within and so different locations and different kind of um aspects to it and i think this this movie almost kind of touches upon most of them but Mm. but incredibly kind of it has to be quite brief because it tries to cover kind of woods and and country fields and old buildings and you know old villages and big farmhouses and all these different kind of things and each and every one of them i would just like to see a horror movie on in itself Mm. um but but yeah kind of you know harper is kind of um i i guess kind of the, the movie starts off with the kind of horror aspect of it, it when she um goes for kind of a very long walk and kind of goes along these deserted railway tracks and um basically starts to get followed by a, a man uh that's all we kind of know because he's in the shadows of this mm. tunnel and he he starts to follow her and kind of you know, it's not clear whether he's exactly following her or whether he's just walking one way and she's walking another initially. Mm. But it's one of those things when you're like, she's literally in the middle of nowhere on her own and someone else is coming towards her. And it's like, you know, I, again, like I've been in those situations where it's like, am I freaked out or, am, or do I just need to be completely normal and walk past this other human being that's just in a random desolate location and we're just walking opposite ways do you know what i mean mm. like it's like what is it is it creepy or is it not <laughs> yeah, like the, the odds of them being what what i think in my head of the worst yeah. case scenario of like this crazy fucked up serial killer is so yeah. low and then the odds that they're just me like they're yeah. just the same as me they just happen to be here at the same time is like it's great but you're in the middle of nowhere so yeah. those odds of them being that person take over 
Definitely. Um, and obviously, like, we haven't really gone into it, but, like, the state of Harper's mind at this point is so clearly driving her in this moment where, like, the whole reason why she's come to Kotzen is just to get away from life and yeah. people. And it was almost, like, just bearable, this kind of interaction with Jeffrey. And then it was very much like, I just need, I need to be on my own right now. And that's the whole reason why she's, like, going for the walk. So even just seeing another person, especially a man at yeah, that time, that, was very, oh. like, shocking to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be fair, though, I don't know why she would see Jeffrey as a chore. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he, sh- he should be, he should be uh, you know, enjoyed. Um, In small but, doses. <laughs> but, but yeah, I guess kind of, um, you know, do we want to go into kind of what happens with her husband a little bit or should we save that for a bit later? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think back to the trailer and, like, I definitely got a lot from the trailer and kind of, assumed a lot which was probably correct um mm. but it's hard to figure out how, how much exactly was in it so i think for now we'll just say that like something clearly traumatic has happened to her and she just wants to get away basically like it's very much yeah. like i want a fresh start i don't know if this is permanent or if it's short term but i need to just clear my head and go to this you know a very different uh, change of pace and scenery on my own specifically as well um, yeah definitely definitely yeah i think um, at some point we will clearly go into it more because like there's so much oh, going you, on you, you've got to yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think for now because this is probably not a movie that like everyone's gonna like dash out to see like it's not you know this isn't a giant release by any stretch no. of the imagination like it's one of these a24 movies um you know sometimes they have legs sometimes they don't um so yeah like should we just get into it, I guess? Like, what we yeah, thought of it. Yeah, go, um, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so much to impact. Like, overall, very baseline levels. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, I think it is such a unique movie. Um, kind of, there's just so much about this film that feels special already um having only watched it once i think that there will immediately be so many parallels to so many different films um i think it's very kind of obvious that the people will kind of call this like the british midsummer um because i think that there, there are so many correlations i think by far the biggest one is like the sound design um and specifically the score because i do i, I really like the score overall in this film um but i do think that there is a couple of moments where it does get a little bit too close to to midsummer um where it is kind of like the heckling type stuff that i'm like okay this is this to me is such a unique sound to midsummer and i think this movie um could have maybe done a slightly better job in that department making itself more independent because outside of that i think everything else that this movie does is just so goddamn interesting and unique i think that like I'm dying to talk about it, so I'm just going to talk about it straight away. Like, the setting of this film. Um, they, they just nailed it. Like, it was the thing that I was the most excited for. Um, and I think it's it's such a huge part of the movie, which is what I was so happy about. Like, seeing the trailers, I did wonder if it was going to be a case of, okay, I'm going to attach myself to this because of personal reasons. But this actual story could be told in a bunch of different places. And yeah. that's not the case at all. Like, this movie is so specifically set in the british countryside and that plays such a huge role in this in in, in the entire story um yeah. all of the characters motivations the reason why harper's there kind of like jeffrey and as we see more of the characters that rory plays like it's it it's so integral to it um and they just nailed that aspect of it for me um and yeah i think that there's just so much about this that is such a high quality i think the the acting in particular is 
really special like we, we talk about it time and time again and it's just so i'm so thankful that this is the era of horror that we're in that like someone like jesse buckley who i don't think i've ever seen in anything um mm. i know that she's a popular actress i know that she's been nominated for oscars so i know that she is a, a very well-regarded actress and so to get her in a horror film and to be in something that now i want to see for the first time and for her to just absolutely you know knock it out of the park is great um but then someone like rory kinnear who i have seen a lot and he's burnt kind of been floating around and he's always in bit roles like he's in black mirror he's in the james bond films um he's always kind of knocking around um so he's like a he's such a memorable face which i actually think goes very well with the entire mm. point of, of him being in this film um but man he you get to see him in a way that we've never seen before and like he was so good like his his character as we get more into it to kind of as we talk more about what the film is actually about will make more sense but i think it's a real difficult thing that he has to portray in this film and it's definitely an actor's dream first and foremost like when you get given a script like this he must have been dying to play this role where like he like say, he's been in james bond he's been in big netflix productions he's, he's done a lot he's done a lot of theater as well but when like a script like this arrives as an as an actor you must just think to yourself like oh my god this is a dream come true i'm gonna get to portray so many different emotions thoughts and feelings and yeah he he absolutely nailed it and i think there's no doubt in my mind that we'll be talking about both these performances come end of year um as well as yeah the the originality from alex garland is something that really standed out to me um, or stood out like it's he has such a specific style that that is before I thought was so centered around science fiction. And mm. I think now he really has opened it up to horror. Um, and it just shows you his quality that he can obviously like we've talked a lot about the recent stuff that he's directed but it's yeah it's obviously worth mentioning as we've said before that like he's done horror before like he was one of the writers of 28 days later um so it's not like he's suddenly you know this isn't jordan yeah, peele stumbled across it yeah yeah this wasn't jordan peele who'd only done comedy his whole life and then he was like right now i'm writing and directing a horror film you know that was a huge pivot like this is mm. not that um this is just a small like okay i'm i'm kind of stepping away from science fiction now and i, and I, I do think as well especially having seen the trailer and knowing kind of what one of the big reveals was, uh, which to me felt very science fiction-y, I was expecting this to have a glance. Like, I was very excited for this movie as a horror movie, but I was almost a little bit cautious in calling that prior to seeing it because mm -hmm. I just had a suspicion where I was like, well, based upon the gimmick that we see that is clearly, you know there's something going on here i really thought the hook and the and the kind of reveal would be centered around some science fiction stuff and i am glad that this movie does just stay as a horror film for out um it's insanely tense i think the the overall levels of tension in this film is like really really high i think you could hear a pin drop in the cinema through most mm -hmm. of this film and it is one of those movies that you don't even want to like breathe out heavily because you're like oh no like a character's gonna hear me and i love that feeling um in watching a film and i think yeah he just keeps that tension going it gets so weird at times there's some really great moments of comedy relief that you kind of need and i think that's where stuff like the midsummer parallels really come in into play because you'll have like some of the weirdest most fucked up imagery you could see followed by something that is intentionally funny um mm -hmm. just in a very weird irre irrelevant way like it'll be the way a character reveals something like some of the dialogue and like it, particularly the way they use swearing in this movie is really good um 
which is like a weird thing to say but this <laughs> i know it, what you mean though yeah like it works like and, and it's a very british way of swearing and it and yeah. it lands every time like there's a back and forth between like a child and a vicar and like it's just it's hilarious but it works and again i've experienced that in my life like it's so relatable yeah. um and i think that's what's really what really worked for me was like thank god i haven't experienced what these characters go through in this movie because i wouldn't be here to talk about it um <laughs> but everything else about this is my you know i've lived this life i've i've seen these locations i've seen these churches um when i look out of my window right now i pretty much see a a place that looks 90 percent the same as as the as the setting of this film mm. um and that just felt so genuine and real to me I, i'd love to know why alex done that and, and whether kind of i wonder what his background is um you know whether that was like something from his childhood that he put in there like even small things like when harper kind of first goes off the beaten path and she's kind of like walking down this big steep hill um oh, just God, moments yeah. you're just moments like that where i'm like yep that was my childhood like and you're just going and then yeah you find this abandoned bridge and you're like oh you're exploring it and then eventually yeah you'll hear like a loud noise like a bird will you know jump out of a tree and, and loads of rain will fall and it'll just shit you up and you run away because you're a kid um and so i love that they captured that energy but like for an adult um and made sense as well like all of the kind of threats to her definitely made sense um and were kind of justified within the story i think the without obviously going into the final act the final act is like mental like truly mind-blowing levels of mental and again like i hate to keep bringing up but it was like the end of midsummer where i just every scene i couldn't believe was topping the last scene um like there's a scene involving a letterbox where i was like oh that's the crazy scene of this film yeah it's not all <laughs> no, yeah like they then one-up it again and i was like oh my god alex what are you doing to me and so i was kind of like exhausted by the end but in a good way and when the movie ended um what i will say the, the one thing about this movie that i'm okay to admit is i feel like with its messaging and it's kind of like it's social commentary or however you want to call it and kind of what it's going for um i am left confused like i'm not sitting here having just seen it once and done no outside research at this point um i don't think i fully understand this film i don't think i fully get what alex is going for i think a lot of the messages early on are pretty straightforward and kind of you can follow it and it's good i think by the time we get to the final act and some of the reveals i didn't know what's going on i don't know if it worked for you we'll get into that um but i was just left confused and it was fine because i still felt that it was insanely entertaining and interesting horror film and obviously as we talk time and time again that's the main thing i'm going for which i think they knocked it out of the park on and then when a, when a movie for example like an us where i'm like oh it's so interesting and it's so entertaining but then when i really get into what us means it then elevates it to another level mm-hmm. um for me men doesn't have that right now because i have no idea what he was trying to get across in those final moments i'm just left a bit confused and i think it just went over my head and i'm sure that's just me um but i did want to say that now having only seen the movie once um because i'm sure i'll read up on it i definitely want to you know hear what alex has to say about this movie i would love for him to do a commentary on it um Mm. and because yeah i I do think that this probably has some really interesting stuff to say um but that stuff was just i I was so invested in like the visuals um and just harper as a character like it very much 
it's very multi-layered but by the end of it it felt more just like a traditional horror film for me where i was like yep i'm invested with harper now and i just want her to survive Mm -hmm. and that was like entertaining enough and i left satisfied based upon just the adventure and the journey of the character and in the future i'll probably look into like okay so what is he really trying to say here with these characters and decisions but right now i have no idea um but (laughs) i was i was still left incredibly satisfied by the movie um what did you make of it yeah, I think for me, uh, the same as you, the, the strongest part of this movie is the location and, and where it is. And like you say, I think it, it captures um, the British countryside almost like no other horror movie or movie kind of has really. Yeah, where, I agree. You know, it, um, it, because there are so many little microchasms of weird things that are, that are unique to the British countryside when we've got these churches that are hundreds of years old that have all this history um thousands of years old that are just in every little village that we have these vast areas of open fields but then these little wooded areas that feel like a thick forest when you're in them and you can easily get lost we have all of these old railway systems that are obsolete and not used and then you know i think one of the things as well like when i watch a lot of american movies there's a lot of these kind of big houses or buildings or or just entire blocks of apartments that are like desolate and empty Mm. whereas we don't have that but we do have like these weird like farmhouses and and those sorts of things that are are, um uh you know abandoned and and going to disrepair and like we get all of that captured in this movie and i think that along with the visuals are the things that i take away from this movie the most And, and obviously when you get into the final of the movie and kind of the craziness like it was just pure insanity um i do think that for me i was taken out of some of it in the fact that you know you touched upon you didn't really know what his messaging was i didn't really have a clue what the hell was going on in the movie for big chunks of it in terms of um you know what 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 it actually was that was chasing harper and was it you know, in her head, was it not happening? Was it mm. actually happening? Why, you know, I, I get the idea of Rory Kenner being the face, you know, the, the face of man, basically, and kind of, you know, his face is in everyone. And, and it, But, but I, I, I don't think he touched upon enough whether that was Harper's kind of visualisation of it or, or, mm. or not. And I, I feel like he needed to give us more in the way of answers towards that. Because when I got to the final act, I was able to enjoy it. But I did find myself in parts of the movie kind of just asking, like, why and, and what? And kind of mm. like, you know, is it is it her? Is it not? You know, I, I by the end of the movie, I think kind of I, I think I kind of concluded that it wasn't, you know, in her head. And, and this was happening. But like, to what level? I'm still not clear on. And I think kind of, I think that was one of the biggest things that took me out of it, where I just didn't, you know, when you, when you kind of said, oh, you know, I just kind of went along for the ride of a traditional horror movie, I kind of wish I could have got there because I, I, I wasn't fully there, where I did find myself in those moments being like, this is crazy, like the visuals are insane and were so like graphic and unexpected, like you say, the letterbox scene, you know, let alone the, the, the scenes that preceded it. Um, and I think kind of, you know, those moments were cool. But I kept kind of, I kept in my head just going back to, I don't know what is happening and what's, you know, 
what mm. what the rules are, where we are, like, is this happening? Has she been drugged? Is she is she visualizing this? Is it is she actually just been unlucky and stumbled upon madness? And I think in the end that that's what I kind of landed upon. That she kind of is this character that's had something kind of happen to her, but then she also has just stumbled across kind of insanity. Because I think that's the easiest way to tie that mo- tie this movie up and enjoy it. And then in multiple viewings, like you say, after looking into it a bit more, maybe you can get into it more. But I just kind of, yeah, I think that was one of the biggest parts for me where um, I couldn't fully enjoy all of the craziness that was going on because of it, it didn't feel structured enough. Um, un- unlike a Midsummer, for example, where I think in the first viewing of that, it's very, you know, it's incredibly black and white and clear. Yeah, um, I think that's really interesting for an Alex Garland film as well, mm. because I think Ex Machina, to me, makes perfect sense. I don't think there's yeah. almost any level of ambiguity oh, they, to they it. Go to the level of explaining what, you know, the test is and everything, you mm. know, it's very black and white what's going on, you know, once it, we, it tells you. Yeah, then once we kind of get to Annihilation, there's like a slight bit of ambiguity involved, I feel mm. like. But I still feel like, for the most part, it's very easy to follow. Yeah. But then, yeah, this movie, that is the surprising aspect of it. Because, like, say, going back to the trailer, there was so much I drew from the trailer. And then having watched the movie, I feel like I got maybe another 5% after actually having seen the film. And don't, and yeah. again, I'm talking about a movie that I loved. Like, I genuinely loved this film. But I think what I got from the trailer about what i thought harper was going through and what's kind of going on with this guy who's the face of this village like i say i was expecting the final act to really reveal its grand plan and be like like especially with the flashbacks from harper i don't know about you but i really thought they were setting up a twist um like again it's we're getting slowly more into the story now so i don't know if at some point we want to just kind of throw up recommendations and then we can really get into it because um I, i do think yeah, I think we might have to, or at least yeah. go into like maybe the middle of the movie. Obviously, we won't spoil the ending. Um, no, I think we'll throw out the spoiler warning. We're not. We're probably not going to go like you say full into the ending, but at least at yeah. this point, if you've not seen the movie, then be cautious. Yeah, because I do um, want to talk about the, the flashback stuff and then kind of yeah, what what's going on in this village. So I think like again, overall, um, I loved it. It completely delivered on what I wanted. I think this is definitely another you know absolute success for Alex Garland. Um, I love this transition into horror, and I completely echo what you said of like for we wanted desperately for like more horror movies to be set in the British countryside, and I think this is like one of the best ones ever. You know, like it probably is the best one. Like there's so many memorable moments we get what i desperately wanted which was a pub scene um <laughs> which was awesome like it is probably a bit too short but like it live it delivered on exactly what i want from like a remote little british pub um really funny that scene probably the funniest scene of the film yeah um because you have so many of the back and forths between like that that is the scene that has all of the you know the village in it um whereas there really isn't too much interaction with oh, the village oh. and themselves in other scenes is it? it's always through harper in the other scenes I think as well, what you got there is so well, which is what you needed from the pub scene, was kind of the, you know, her being like a Londoner mm. versus like the British countryside mentality. Um, and in particular with the police, yeah. where he kind of comes in and just has this pint and then just starts openly discussing it to begin with. But then <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just, you know, what, and then, and, you know, and I think that kind of, sums up what it's like here versus you know what the politics might be like in you know in a you know london or somewhere like that yeah um so yeah i thought that kind of nailed it um 
but but yeah like i, I yeah I, I recommend that people watch this movie i think it is great i think it's just um you know like i say i think i, I feel like with this one it may build more once i mm. kind of like like you haven't only just seen this movie and not looked at anything um because i think that's my biggest kind of takeaway that i was um waiting for a final act like reveal like oh this is what's happening and like you said um you know that that doesn't happen but but certainly i still recommend this movie and i think yeah if you're a horror fan you should definitely definitely check this one out um and then yeah do you want to go into i guess kind of like her husband basically is the catalyst of this movie yeah where where basically we find out through like you said a series of flashbacks it's not just Mm. one the opening scene of the movie takes place in this scene and then we kind of get before during and after uh, yeah, we keep getting more and more revealed yeah. like throughout the film. Um, where basically Harper's husband, uh, it, it's kind of unclear why, but basically Harper is seeking a divorce, and to her the relationship is dead, and she wants to divorce him. And and her husband, in order to uh, not get a divorce, is basically blackmailing her, saying that he'll commit suicide if mm. if they kind of you know if she divorces him, he'll kill himself and. You know, you're you know really blackmailing and saying you know you'll have to live with that burden the rest of your life and you know just uh, that itself is just a crazy kind of manipulative you know um, thing that that you know genuinely does happen and and kind of really is rife to be touched upon in the world of horror mm-hmm. um, a really difficult subject to touch upon but one that Alex really does delve into I think in this movie um, and then kind of, you know, we get the catalyst moment when they have an argument and he strikes Harper and she kind of makes the decision to kick him out and just says, we're done, I don't care what you do. And ultimately he delivers on what he promised he was going to do. Um, and kind of the opening scene of the movie, again, you know, the parallels between that and Midsummer, because I think <laughs> the opening of Midsummer with that kind of, um, you know, carbon monoxide scene was, was crazy. And I think <laughs> with this, it was like... You know, the visuals of him passing her on the window and then making that eye contact was like such a gut-wrenching opening to the movie that, you know, we didn't know fully what had happened, but we saw the outcome. And we, so we knew we knew that it weren't going to end well. And kind of when we had all these little uh, flashbacks, I feel like they were stronger because we saw that scene. Yeah. And we kind of had seen him go past the window. So, like, when he starts to threaten it, you've already seen him go past. So you kind of, you know, so I just think it kind of added weight in a good way. Because quite often when you get a moment like that, you know, seen before you get it explained, it doesn't necessarily, you know, sometimes then I just don't care. Because yeah. I'm not, well, I know what happens. But I think with this, it works. And it, and it did, a, did a really effective job. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I think all those scenes worked. I think they really, the actual like emotion of those scenes really worked for me. Like just in their arguments, it felt so raw and so real. Um, so they both did a phenomenal job, like the two actors in these scenes. And it really did feel like this kind of weighty, like, oh, there's someone who I clearly loved and it's kind of fallen apart. And now we're really on like our last legs. And just you know stuff when she was when he said when he does do that kind of threat and she's like are you threatening me he's like oh no i'm not threatening you i'm just saying how it is and then she's like this is the exact reason why we need to get a divorce yeah. and stuff like that like it, yeah. it, it really really worked. Worked. yeah and it was it was so good i think the um the thing i touched upon before we were talking about this was where my confusion came from and i guess where because yeah i really thought 
they were setting up a twist. I think the fact that we saw him die, and then the fact that he says, I'm going to kill myself, and I don't know why, because it would have totally ruined Harper as a character, unless they tried to go, like, full Black Mirror and just suddenly change your <laughs> protagonist into an antagonist. But I really thought she killed him. Um, right. In a moment of weakness, or accidental, or something, I thought she had, like, overwhelming guilt um, in a way that was way more than she actually did something. Now, what actually transpired is... You didn't give him a chance to apologise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, the the part that did confuse me a bit, because there, there is purposefully, again, ambiguity, where she doesn't know if he accidentally fell or killed himself. Um, because when she throws him out, it was unclear what was happening there, but it seemed like she locks him onto, like, a balcony. Um, because no, I, thought I, she... no, I thought she locked him out of the flat. That's what I, I thought. I, I, I didn't think he was locked out on the balcony. So, so to... to... Because they, they definitely make it out as, as if you don't know. Like, she doesn't know if it was an accident or he killed himself. They make yeah, that I very clear. She says he fought his way into a neighbor's apartment upstairs. Right, is and, that what happened? Um, yeah, and then he was just going to climb down. Yeah, to go on her or, balcony or whatever. Yeah, or did he just let go? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, as he was climbing down. And I think that's the bit that, that you know, she is unclear on. Yeah, um, that, that makes sense, and I think but yeah. I was confused in that moment, because I, I was kind of a bit confused with the logistics of it. I remember her locking him out, and then mm. you kind of keep seeing the flashbacks of, oh, yeah, you know, we made eye contact, and he fell, and then you obviously know what happened to him. But that was when I was confused, where I was like, wait, so did he go up on the roof? And then I was like, well, no, because then there wouldn't be in any ambiguity. Like, he obviously just jumped, if that was the case. But now mm. you've explained it, that does make more sense, because then she is confused, where she's like, oh, was he just trying to get back, you know, yeah, like, to the building? he slipped or did he actually deliver on what he said he was actually going to do you know? yeah and, and that is interesting i like that mm. that's never answered as well because it, and again that's it's factual like harper will never know that like the yeah. only person that knows that is is him and he's not there to tell his story so like i like that we're in the exact same boat as her and we and you like say she has to live with that either way like and, and i think that's what's really interesting so yeah like for me all of that stuff worked massively well and i think and i'm glad there wasn't kind of like even though you know how in certain movies where there's like a certain line delivery that you pick up on like incorrectly yeah. it was yeah. when he said like you're scaring me as well um which was clearly him just doing classic kind of like victim blaming in the moment yeah um which seems so obvious now in hindsight but like at the time i really thought like oh there's something about harper that we don't know because she is a pretty mysterious character like they give us what we need to know which is all centered around the kind of the, the breakup um and then her moving away but like we don't we really don't know too much about her we don't know the connection with her friend on the phone um do you know sister. what i mean yeah is it uh, uh, yeah because i mean like she is a very mysterious character uh, and i thought that was intentional but ultimately mm -hmm. it was just because you don't really need to, you only need to know this one aspect of her life to kind of get the character um but i thought that was intentional and being like oh no there's gonna be some sort of reveal that she's done something in the past and now she's like trying to cover up for it like yeah it was that's it interesting because mm. yeah I, I didn't really think that at all yeah. about the movie um i think it kind of um for me like i said I, I kind of was watching that and it all kind of played out you know kind of as i expected it to really mm. and um i think um you, you know with with that side of it i think for me like i say the bit that i was just most confused about was just kind of what's happening in this village and how much of it w was happening in harper's head yeah. versus reality and and kind of that side of it and i think um 
when we were going into those final kind of acts, um, I kept just, I kind of sat there and in my head, I was like, right, when we get the reveal as to what, what is actually happening in the real world right now, that's when I'll be able to be like, oh yeah, this movie's fucking great because I'm loving it, but I need to know what the hell's actually going on. Mm. And then, and then it, it just never it never tries to tell you what's actually going on. <laughs> yeah, like so when was... the movie ended, I was like, ah, oh, what, what, what actually went? What actually happened? <laughs> it is interesting because, like, I say having seen the trailer, so then we know it's like, okay, she keeps seeing this kind of like same guy, like he's the face yeah. of everyone in this village, and and yeah, your your biggest question is kind of like why. Um, and I feel like yeah, that's never really touched upon. Like no. I like that um, for Harper, it's never really an issue. Like like it's interesting early on when yeah. she's like she's she seen... kind of double takes, but is like yeah. Yeah, well, it's I, barely. She barely like reacts mm. to it ever because it's like she's seen Jeffrey, she's seen the naked man, she's seen the police officer. Let alone before she gets to the pub, and it's like, okay, I'm literally looking at you know eight people that all look that have the same face, and it's like that's never important to her. It's it's very much kind of like, no, why is this one person coming out to get me? And obviously at that point, she still like trusts everyone else in the village, like Jeffrey and the and the policeman and everything. Um, so I yeah, I really trust Jeffrey for yeah. Yeah, just Jeffrey was just a delight. Like, I'm so glad that he like because when he did the introduction to the house, and then we're yeah, introduced no, to yeah, his other characters. I was like, oh, we're we really not going to get more Jeffrey. So I'm so glad they kind of circle back around to him being very important. Um, but yeah, it, it was like I was waiting for like you say the reveal of like okay what's going on is this in her head especially like you say they do flirt with it a little bit with the um when she has like the break-in and when jeffrey comes around and he's like oh it's a bird this broke the window and and especially when she starts seeing things that don't sort of outside of the fact that everyone's got the same face seeing things that just don't make sense like people are disappearing in front of your eyes and it's like okay like what is going on like is she just having a mental breakdown um whereas like you say i still don't know like and i think that's the thing that there are it, there are certain movies that i'll allow it and this is definitely one of them um it's not my cup of tea i like to watch a film right. that makes perfect yeah. sense to me um but there are certain occasions where i'll let that slip because i think the overall quality of the movie and just the enjoyment levels were so high and this is definitely one of them of like i had such a good time watching the movie and they nailed the location and the characters and the performances and the visuals in such a strong way that like i'm not left as unsatisfied as i am as i have been in the past whereas yeah i think i put this in such a high bracket that like even something like saint maud for example um like in another amazing British film, you have that moment. Again, I'm not going to spoil it, but you have that moment right at the end. And it's such a small moment that just solidifies everything. Like there's a lot of ambiguity throughout that entire movie about what's really happening to St. Maud. And then the yeah. second, the final scene tells you everything you need to know in, in right. like three seconds. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that's genius. And I think I, yeah, I was waiting for this movie to is missing for, for, for sure. Like if they mm. have had, and I, and I really felt like it was when the sister turned up at the end. Oh, I yeah, when like we got them, because so, like we got the title card, didn't we? Yeah. We got the men title card, and then the movie yeah. kept going, and I was like, oh, this is going to be it. We're, we're yeah. Now we're going to get all the answers. And it wasn't. It was just a weird little, like, ending scene, really, that didn't have too much of an impact to yeah. me. Yeah, and, and I thought I thought that was where, if, if that had been, like you say, it, it, you could have, you know, it could be as little as five seconds, because St. Maud mm. is the perfect example, that if St. Maud finishes... 20 seconds sooner mm. if she just walks towards the beach and the movie ends 
Yeah. Uh, that movie that is is so ambiguous and kind of you don't know what you know what's real and what's not. But I think it, it yeah it does a perfect job of telling you. And I think yeah that's what I needed with this movie because I think as she turned up, the fact that you saw the uh, bloody doorway and mm. mail and letterbox and kind of the, the crashed car and things like that, I was like okay like this this shit is like happened and mm. um, i kind of just needed like a little bit more because i'm like have we got a load of dead innocent people mm. or do we have a load of dead people that were terrorizing her trying to kill her yeah um you know because clearly you know that you know he's trying to represent kind of you know the, especially with that you know the crazy scene of rory <laughs> kind of being reborn and reborn and reborn like i think that scene is is you know basically what the movie is trying to get across the the whole um you know he is the face or you know all, all men are looking the same they are all the the same in at their core and i think you know it's not a coincidence that her sister is also pregnant when she arrives and i think it's that kind of you know that realization that he's trying to go for and that kind of i think that's the you know more of the overall message of what's what's been trying to get across hmm. but i think it's just that i needed more of a what actually happened there? Like I, yeah. you know, uh, the whole rebirth and and him being born again with the same face, you know, like I say, kind of hit home to me of what he was trying to get across, and especially to what, because I think that's what for, for Harper, it is as well that I think it was, you know, it it was clever that James was the final kind of representation of that. But it wasn't James's face we were seeing throughout this whole movie. It was Rory's face, and or you know Jeffrey or whatever you want to call him, uh, mm-hmm. Rory Kenner. Because I think you know that works as as you know not on the on the nose that she's seeing her dead husband, but she's seeing all men as the same at this point. Yeah. And, and to her, they'll always look the same. And you know her sister's baby will if if she has a boy. And I kind of you know I, I got that side of it, but I just think it's more the actual what the fuck happened <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird like i'm i'm very torn on a movie that i love because i do i genuinely think this movie's outstanding um mm. and it's almost a movie that i'd rather just watch and not think about i know um, yeah. because it's like the more i think about it the more i go well why do i love this movie it's like, well no it's so painfully obvious because they nail so many aspects but traditionally a movie that left me so confused in the final act wouldn't be something i love this much yeah um and especially like you say like i i yeah i can get where you're coming from with the message and stuff but i still i don't really have anything to add because i just don't i don't know what they're going for like it's i get what they're going for to a certain extent but when we get in that final act and kind of like i want to be like right what is the actual kind of message you're trying to get across here um because clearly there is intent like when you call the movie just men um and have the guy you know have the same face of everyone and kind of like you see almost every different aspect as well which i really appreciated like the vicar character he's kind of like he's like the one that you get the most answers from because like and i feel like he's the character that if i really wanted to fully understand this film he's the one i'd have to like really listen to every word he says because i feel like he's basically telling you the the plot of the film at certain points like he's the biggest kind of information dump there's a lot of references to things that i don't know kind of like old stories and and it's clear that there's a reason why like this character is associated with religion um as well as like a lot of the kind of iconography you get when you're in the church which then bleeds throughout the rest of the film as well yeah which which is like clearly an intention i just don't know what that intention was 
like when we start seeing the church iconography like in her apartment um in her head clearly like because that wasn't actually there i'm like okay that's cool but i don't know what the hell that means like alex tell me what are you going for here am i just stupid like i don't i don't get it <laughs> um yeah it's one of those things where you just kind of feel like oh they were just he was on like a different level yeah so he, he needed to kind of dumb it down for us normal people yeah and it's like it's weird because like devs in particular is insanely complicated and i absolutely loved it like that what they're dealing with of like what ai truly means and what like death actually means in like a computer programs in computer programming sense like it's so fast fascinating whereas yeah i feel like this is just a bit kind of like you could almost throw it away as well where there are certain movies where if this happened i'd just be like oh they just thought it was cool like the yeah. church iconography stuff like, oh yeah they just thought it was cool visually yeah, and it's a bit like, weird oh, so let's just bleed it into the movie later but it's like no no he doesn't well, do that when like the camera zooms into like a dead deer's eye yeah and then we get a scene which i can't remember what the scene in the middle is and then it kind of pulls out of the dead as uh, the, yeah. the deer, like even more dead and i'm like again that clearly meant something i don't know what it meant it just looked cool visually and i was entertained but i couldn't <laughs> tell you what the message of that scene was <laughs> And I bet he's probably sitting there if he ever if he did listen to this would would be like oh I can't believe you didn't get what I was going for there. <laughs> mm. I'm like I'm sorry I've loved all of your previous stuff and I, I and like I say I I definitely love this film. This is definitely one of my favorite films I've seen of the year. But I've not been so confused by a movie that I've enjoyed this much. And yeah, like this will be a fascinating conversation come year end when I've I've seen this movie again and I've done a bit more research. I wonder if I'll have like dramatically different opinions on it if I do understand it or if it is a case of like yeah. He was kind of going for some things but it doesn't really land because that could that could easily be the case as well and maybe i'm giving him too much credit mm. where it's like he could have been going for stuff in this final act that just doesn't work but i couldn't tell you if it works or not at this point um yeah, i, I know that really problem, like so fresh after it where you know i think we're both people that like a cohesive story you know mm. and and a movie like this not you know from from any other filmmaker 99% of the time we would just be bored yeah. with and even if the visuals were good I don't think it would have brought us back and so the fact that you know like I say I I still really like this movie and I need to but I just don't feel, I haven't I just can't absorb it right now because yeah. I you know because it hasn't got that bow tied around it that most you know films that i gravitate towards does you know when you when you mention a midsummer or or in particular i think with messaging a jordan peele movie mm. like you know jordan peele's last two movies the messaging was there in my head like as i left the cinema i was thinking about what he was telling me but also i was thinking about the fantastic story that made sense from start you know start middle and end to me and even though there are the you know both of those last two films are crazy sci-fi concepts the world that was built in front of me, I, I knew what was happening. You know, it wasn't a case of you know going to us and when the doppelganger family was there, me being like, "Well, this looks cool, but what the fuck?" Like, I don't know. It just kind of felt right. But when we're mm. seeing like Rory in this movie as these multiple characters, in my head, I still kept. I kept asking myself, "Why? Why? Mm. Why? Why?" And it just the why never went away. And I think that's one of the things. That, that is sticking with me, you know, having only seen this movie very recently is, is one of the biggest questions is kind of why, you know, and what, what was this? And I think that's, you know, why it doesn't hinge on like really fantastic for me. 
um and, and i still i still like it a lot but i think if if this movie had given me the answers to those just what is happening a little bit this movie could be incredibly high on my list because those mm-hmm. visuals and the location and the and 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 one thing that i haven't kind of echoed but you touched upon was it is the the tension and the the, mm. the threat throughout this because pretty much as soon as she goes on those tra- railway tracks and we see in the movie the tunnel and the man kind of emerging from the tunnel pretty much from that scene the movie is tense throughout the entire duration from there on in you know that's probably what 20 minutes in i guess yeah and and for the next hour and 20 minutes the movie is pretty tense the whole time you know we have a couple of scenes where it lets up but i think kind of the scene with the um where she's working in the conservatory and she has like the phone call and then Mm. she does the facetime with a friend and we see the naked man in the background um you know that was incredibly tense and, and so well done and it was done in kind of you know it's weird because it's you know it's just kind of funny because he's naked mm. <laughs> you can't, you yeah. can't help you know and, and that's intentional but it's also incredibly tense and scary as well and i think that's what they kind of nail um and again like touching upon that character the naked character like what the fuck he was meant to represent and when he started <laughs> to put like leaves in his face and starts to grow a tree from his face i was like <laughs> honestly at one point i was like is he going to turn into the apple tree? And did she eat an apple from the apple tree that he's become? Like, and I'm like, do you know what I mean? You you start asking these dumb questions in your head yeah. because you don't have anything else because you just have the naked bloke that's trying to trip, spouting a tree from his head. Well, that's what's funny because as well, you get into the mindset of that. And I was like that as well, like overthinking things because you know that this is a guy who clearly is a ridiculously, when he's a ridiculously talented writer as well. So he's Mm. not just going to do something for the sake of it. He's not just like, oh yeah, now he has leaves on his face. Why? I don't know. It just look cool. Like it it clearly, clearly every choice in this movie means more than that. And I think that's why ultimately I don't want to downplay like how much I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Mm. Like, I think I'm a bit stronger on it than you because I absolutely loved it even though i do completely echo all the thoughts about when we're talking about the messaging and i don't want to get away from just how this was such an entertaining and well-made horror film and i think the only reason why i've talked about the messaging even at all is because i think clearly there's intent i think when i watch something like even x which probably did have some messaging that probably i didn't too care about but i don't think that was really like the driving factor to the movie i think like ty west just wanted to make a really entertaining slasher which is exactly yeah. what he did where and obviously there clearly was some some things to say about kind of growing old and different things um whereas i think with this movie like again it's just it's so upfront, like with the title with the trailer with, with so much yeah. of the portrayal you're like okay this is clearly this is clearly like a post me too film and i'm like okay what is the actual message of this film and what is it trying to say and like because i just didn't know what it was trying to say that's where i have that frustration but in any other case and i still have it with this movie that i just loved it like it was just so entertaining and i do think the visuals are so mental in the final act that it almost goes like I think one of the reasons why I had no clue what he was trying to say was because I couldn't get past how crazy the visuals were, that my mind just went numb. Yeah, where, I know what you mean. Like, where, like, it was so hard for me to even think, right, what is he portraying here during that rebirth scene? Because my brain can only just comprehend what I'm seeing. I think, and... I think, I think visually, it's one of the most craziest things we've seen, you know, probably for the podcast. 
Well, I can't. It, I, like, no. It's worth noticing that it was unbelievable seeing this on the big screen, where it's yeah. like, oh my god! Like, and again, that is huge credit to A twenty four who have consistently done this. Mm. When you think back to like Midsummer, Saint Maud, Lords of uh, Chaos, like these movies, where we're like, how did these get a big screen release? Like, they're pretty much all A twenty four. Also, I do have another question for you. How is this movie a fifteen? Oh my like, god! I, I was. I'm so I glad you mentioned we, that. I know we talk about it quite a bit. Oh, but so good. That rebirth scene. What do you have to do to get an eighteen certification that doesn't involve like like abuse, like sexual abuse or something like that? Because otherwise, like in terms of horror, what can you do that's more graphic than that to, to earn an eighteen rating? Because did Scream get an eighteen? I think so. Like, what um... did Scream do that was like I know the kills in Scream are graphic and it should have been an eighteen. But do you know what I mean? Like, what tip the scales for a scream, for this, scream to be 18 and this to yeah. be 15? It's madness. This blew my mind that this yeah. is a 15, because Midsummer is an 18, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, to me, this is the most obvious 18 ever. And this just, yeah. again, shows you that, that at these ratings boards, they're literally, just, they're literally just throwing a dart at a number and seeing yeah. what sticks. Because it's like, there's no consistency. Like I say, like, I... This movie is mind blowing the level of of how horrific the visuals are. Let alone if you just take like right, what is a blank visual, and then you go, okay, that's the same regardless of context, which I yeah. think is a dumb thing to do anyway. But even if you did that, this mm. movie still deserves to be it. But then when you actually take the context, because the violence in this movie matters and is very kind of personal. Like there's a scene involving Harper and the vicar later on, which is like yeah. really uncomfortable to watch. And you're like, even a scene like that, where you're like, man, even just what they're, um, you know, like implying here it should be enough to get an 18 and so yeah. i'm yeah i'm so glad you mentioned that because i'd forgotten that this was a 15 and now yeah. when you think about it in that category there isn't even a horror film that i've seen that comes close in terms of at the cinema that was this graphic for a 15 no. like not like not in a million years all the other ones no, exactly you know we talk about raw we talk about midsummer mm. like you know and and it's like i don't know how this this slipped through like like you say it just it's it's a it's a joke yeah um they just make know, it up don't they as they go you along. know we, we love to talk about the ratings board and i think this is one that really you need to just call out as like why how you know, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's just people. like i'm glad um because yeah. i just i think that everyone should get to see these movies but it is hilarious because the idea of a of a 15 year old going yeah. to see this movie is mind-blowing to me um where i'm like yeah they, they they'll think they'll be seeing a more traditional fun kind of like oh you know halloween or something or even like i was gonna say like saw which are all clearly 18s like it's just i don't know escape room do you know what i mean like maybe that yeah. audience might try and find this movie and like they're gonna be sitting there they're gonna be sick to their stomach and i yeah. i would love to see more audience reactions even, to this even halloween kills was an 18 yeah that's what i mean they all are yeah yeah do you know what i mean like you seeing know, that close reaction to a movie like this because i think when we saw midsummer it was so great that there was a, the amount of people that saw it that just didn't know what they were in for and like this movie is pro is, is really flying under the radar i don't think it's going to yeah. do massive numbers um but i wish it did i wish they could just promote the hell out yeah. of it and get it in front of people because I, I think it will change people's lives <laughs> and i yeah. don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but i just want to see it happen yeah but it was something <laughs> like that with, with with like you say midsummer because florence Pugh was yeah. you know becoming a name and that they poster the hell was out so that film, yeah. and it was everywhere and so we went into a pack cinema and 
I've never seen a cinema feel like they were going to vomit more in my life. And I think like, <laughs> yeah, if somehow they could have do- you know, done it this way, if, if, if they could have just called it like Superman instead of mm. men, you know, <laughs> and got just tricked a load of people in there, it would have been fantastic because, um, like you said, I think, you know, going in, when we, when this movie started, we had a, a reasonably rowdy cinema for how mm. few people were in there. And a part of me was like, Oh, for God's sake. And then as soon as the movie started, everyone fell silent. Yeah. You know, and I think that just shows like the level of respect that people put on a movie that, you know, when it captures you like that. Yeah. Well, we've had that. I remember like when we saw a quiet place, that, like mm. it was a fairly rowdy cinema. And I remember that first scene, which is such a pivotal scene was yeah. there was like a few murmurs of drinks and stuff. But then by the yeah. time that first moment hit and that first gut punch, and then we obviously then settle into what the movie is actually about. It was deadly silent the entire mm. time where everyone was like, okay, I just need to shut the fuck up and just watch this film. And yeah, I think movies that can demand that attention based upon, you know, the average cinema goer, which is not good in my opinion. Um, I mm-hmm. think, yeah, they do such a good job of, of tying that in. Um, yeah. Before we kind of give our like final, final thoughts, um, we did have an email from Sean. Um mm-hmm who checked this out uh, last week in the States and said, uh, this is certainly one of the best horrors of the year and proves what an amazing filmmaker Alex Garland is. Uh, the technicals are through the roof on this one. Incredible nuanced storytelling and doesn't force message in either. Um, I'm really curious, Sean, if you want to kind of delve into that, because I really want to know more about that uh, on this film. Um, performances were great by the leads, uh, great practical effects and visual effects, uh, and unsettling, sometimes scary and always sumptuous. Uh, this is a nine out of 10 and a high cinema watch recommendation and a first day 4k buy um so yeah very extremely positive review there from sean i'm really glad you liked it sean and yeah this was i i love this film as i keep saying i think i i the reason why i just keep saying that out loud is because i i catch myself with a lot of my what sounds like heavy criticisms and they're really not i'm just a bit confused about what happened in the finale but like overall i thought this was fantastic and i completely agree that it's one of the best of the year i think that what I've actually really liked about 2022 is like it's such different flavors of film and it's amazing because it just shows you how varied the horror genre is. But when I even Ooh. try and start to compare the Northman to X to yeah. Nightmare Alley to now, you know, men, I'm like, these movies are just so different and even putting them in the same category feels wrong. Movies like Scream and stuff mm. that are thrown in there as well. It's just like, it's been... Yeah, it's been all over the place this year in a really great way. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like it's there's, it's going to be a great way to celebrate like horror, but in terms of when you really have to start to quantify what you like more than the rest, I have no idea right now. And I think that's cool because normally I have like a front runner by, you know, we're approaching the halfway point of the year now, and I think we've had an amazing, you know, at this point you're looking to have a good, a good like six or seven movies that you loved, and I definitely do. Um, I don't have a clear one. Do you know what I mean? No. I, I have like four or five that I'm like, these are all very, very, very good. Um, um, that are mostly from the directors that I was most excited for this year. I think like Ty West, now Alex Garland, Del Toro. Um, they've really like, and obviously Robert Eggers. Like they've really delivered. Um, but I really liked Fresh as well. Fresh was such a great yeah. film. Like really, Fresh was so underrated for what it is. Um, truly, I think that's the like, thing when when you start to delve into um, you know this this year and like I say, movies like Fresh that just kind of knocked us for six. And I'm sure there's a couple of others that we're forgetting. Mm. The, you know, the, there is a really strong list already this year, and, and it's where we need to be kind of for June, you know, for the beginning yeah. of June, I think. It's kind of, 
you know, we're, we're now getting into the season of there being some big releases coming out. We've got some ones later in the year that are bigger as well, but but it's certainly not disappointed thus far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's been really, really good. Like they say, the, the actual big films have all delivered, and that's all you can really ask for. So mm. uh, long may it continue. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that's our conversation on then. Did you have anything mm. final to add on the film? Good, in it? It is very good. People should see it, shouldn't they? <laughs> they should go see it at the cinema. Yeah, I think that's a, that is one thing actually that this is you know Sean touched upon it that like and you mentioned it as well like seeing this movie in the cinema is insanity mm. not because it's absolutely gorgeous like, as well exactly like the 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 way this movie looks then when you get into the gore and the, the horror side of it um you know I think kind of seeing this and X at the cinema have made me incredibly happy this year yeah. Yeah, it's great that movies like that exist and they get a mm. wide release. And it's just yeah. great that these production companies... That was, yeah, because that was A24 as well, wasn't it? Man, yeah. it's, just, it's just another... I, I, I get that they're like... A lot of people are kind of sick of hearing about it at this point, but I really don't care. Like, I, I still don't think they get enough credit. Because it's, it's easy just to say, like, oh, yeah, they just do their yeah, they thing. They make, uh, yeah, they just make these hipster indie titles or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but look at consistently what they've done over the last... Since we started the podcast, like, six years. Like... Yeah. You can't look at that track record no, and sniff at it. It's unbelievable. Them, it's one of them things that, you know, we spoke heavily about Arrow when Arrow were just, like, tearing mm. shit up on the Blu-ray market. And it's like, well, I'm going to do the same for A24. Yeah. You know, because um, it, it should be applauded. And yeah. they, they're giving us consistently the best horror, you know, from studio for studio that, that's around right now. Yeah. You know, but so sure, like, I'm not... I, I love when there's that consistent quality. Like, I remember Bloomhouse yeah. at a time, and yeah. they're still, Bloomhouse is still very good, but they, oh, they yeah, had a time when they were absolutely exceptional, and I knew that just even their association with anything, I wanted to see it. I think now, because of the size, they've gotten a lot bigger, and they clearly put out a lot of different stuff that just isn't mm. for me, and that's okay, and they still do great stuff here. Whereas with A24, it's like, all right, they'll occasionally, they'll go a bit too far, and it'll be something like Lamb that I just don't think works. But then, like, for the most time, if it's an A24 film and it's in the cinema, it's like 95% of the time I want to watch that film and 90% of the time it's one of my favorite films of the year which is just crazy so yeah I'm I'm so happy they exist long may they continue and long may they continue like I hope that they're successful like I have no idea what their kind of strategy is um, long term and I wonder what like the budgets of these movies are like if they're consistent like did this have a a similar budget to X Um, I really don't know I have to imagine this is fairly substantial based upon the effects yeah. aspect of it both visual you know practical and special because uh, and visual yeah <laughs> um yeah it's just they're, they're great they, they do such a good job um so yeah they, they they make our job a lot easier by just consistently putting out such interesting films to talk about um but yeah that was our discussion on men uh, we'll take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, as we said, the big one, just around the corner, talking about that Stranger Things, which oh, I'm looking forward to talking about. Um, so yeah, it does exist. It's out there. Most people have probably seen it by now. It's um, long. It is very long. And like we said, the, all, all of the kind of things that we were hinting at prior to the to the series is true. Like the whole, it was seven episodes. It is nine hours long, I think, in total. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to get through. Um 
which will be very exciting to talk about. And then obviously, yeah, like there's a lot of films. Like I think Dash Cam is supposed to be out really soon. Um, obviously, Rob Savage's follow up to uh, what was it, Host, um, which was great. The kind of big sort of pandemic breakout hit. Um, obviously, David Cronenberg's return to horror is like yeah, just a little thing like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's really flying under the radar because of all these big releases. I've been so blinded by you know Stranger Things and Obi Wan and Men and all this. But it's like yeah, I spent a massive chunk of time last year you know watching Cronenberg and really becoming a massive fan of his for the first time and I had no idea he was making a new film at that point um so yeah I'm thrilled to be talking about that in in the coming weeks and then we are getting extremely close to some other big releases like the black phone is finally out after all the delays very soon in a couple of weeks as well um I'm getting more and more excited for that the more the closer it gets yeah like it's it's a its biggest problem was overexposure because yeah. I think because it's had so many delays. The trailer is a joke. It's like oh my God, almost, it's like a six almost, minute trailer. Yeah, like <laughs> unbelievable how long this trailer is, and it's been painful to keep avoiding it. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to it. And then yeah, we have the kind of the big one, obviously Jordan Peele's return but very yeah. shortly. Which um, it was funny because we kind of got like a little special behind the scenes IMAX look mm. um, at this film when we went to see Top Gun recently. And I'll tell you what, I love this because it goes with what i've been saying of like he is a genius in terms of what he shows because this entire behind the scenes making of was basically every single scene that we've seen in the original trailer. Make, it was just making of the trailer basically yeah. it definitely was it was every it was always him behind the camera and it was has this one particular shot from the trailer and it's like man if if what he's doing what i think he's doing which i think he's shown us less than 10% of the film and he's hiding whatever the hell this film actually like this could be anything like I know we're setting up ourselves a massive disappointment in, in saying something like that but there isn't anything that this could be that is outside of the wheelhouse like this could be a nightmare on Elm Street that's how crazy I'm right now like, like this could be anything like this such a weird he he's just there's some weird shit going on here and i think post this movie we're all going to look back on certain clues and be like oh it was hiding in plain sight all along i think i think as well like in particular this featurette made me mm. feel that way yeah. because i just like he's clearly on another level right now yeah like uh, like that's so easy to say but but also he knows he's on another level mm. and he's embracing it which is so important and i think that that's where yeah this movie could be anything and i hope it is anything yeah, and he has um, trust as well, based upon the yeah. people that kind of fund his movies at this point, that they know. If he says, like, right, this is how much we're going to show, we're going to show a tiny bit and just make it look like an alien invasion movie, and that's it. And it looks kind of entertaining, you know, whatever, and that's it. But then really, here's what the real kind of meat of the story is. Like, he can get away with that and portray that. So it is funny because it... it if the movie comes out now and it is just a very entertaining alien movie, it's going to be so disappointing. Um, but I just, I don't, I, I'm convinced. I would bet considerable money that he's full of shit in showing what he's shown in these trailers. <laughs> like it just, to me, it just seems so obvious that it's clearly not an alien invasion movie. I don't know if I've just gone so tinfoil hat with this movie that I've come out the other side. But um, I, I honestly don't know what I want now. Like whether I want it know. to be an invasion movie, just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't even know like i'm just i'm just so excited like I, that's the thing for me i don't care like mm. if it is that it's gonna be great and if it's not that it'll blow my mind so like i'm I'm gonna be happy either way i know that's the thing like that would be the biggest swerve now is if he just made hands down the best alien invasion yeah. movie of all time it'd be like oh that well that's a low bar is it like that would be incredible mm. <laughs> 
Like, because there really has, when you think about horror and that sort of thing, so what is the best alien film, like alien invasion movie? Like, mm. I just can't think of any that are that, like, memorable, that are, like, real, you know, 10 out of 10 memorable films. Like, there's been some fun stuff, like, like Signs, and I know that's not partic- like exactly alien invasion, but do you mm. know what I mean? The classic kind of, like, aliens coming to Earth and messing yeah. shit up sort of thing. Like, yeah, you think of just, like, Mars Attacks and Independence yeah, Day, just the cheese. <laughs> like, you know, the, the absolute it's got, cheese. It's got to be Mars Attacks. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's got to be Mars Attacks, right? <laughs> It's a great film. I absolutely love Mars Attacks. It's a, great, it's a great film, but it's also a reasonably low bar to get over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If Jordan Peele can't make a movie in 2022 better than Mars Attacks, then it will yeah. be very disappointing. Um, <laughs> but it is one of my favorite Tim Burton films. So, uh, yeah, we shall see on that one. Um, fun times. But, yeah, <laughs> strap in. The big one's on its way. Obviously, that'll be uh, this is going live on the Friday. So it won't be the following Tuesday. It'll be the Tuesday after that. Um, and then we'll mm-hmm. be back onto our normal schedule. That's Obviously, yeah. Not- uh, you can thank men and its stupid first of June Wednesday yeah. release date for this fun. Um, luckily, the movie was still great, but uh, the mm. distributors sort it out. I mean, we, we gave all that credit to A twenty four, but like, come on, don't screw us with a ten day delay, like, because <laughs> we got we got X day and day as well, and that's the funny thing is like, there's just no consistency to it. But especially when you like, talk about this being such a British movie as well. <laughs> yeah the, I, x was the one i was convinced of oh, oh do, you reckon, do you reckon oh i think i've just realized what it was What's so it, do you reckon it's because of the whole bank holiday situation in the uk that that's why they released it could on be. the first of june could, yeah could it might be because obviously yeah yeah, yeah it, it might just it be that they make realize that, like yeah that's coming up and they're like oh shit no one's hit that date like mm. no other movie is coming out that date let's do it yeah i think that's true because i think they already had the may 20th for so long in the states and mm. obviously like they have already had memorial day and stuff so it was fine whereas yeah i think with the uk like I say i don't, to my knowledge there isn't any other movies coming out over this kind of like long bank holiday weekend mm. um yeah so yeah maybe it'll do well. right Ho- hopefully yeah. it'll do well um yeah, i want people to see it just to i, I want to see people seeing it that's what i want yeah this has got to be one of those cheeky you know where it's like you recommend it to someone and then, yeah. but then you just know that you'll probably lose their friendship but it's worth it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's a good journey yeah it's this always is, good this always is a good new to work one. colleague that one yeah definitely yeah if you've got a work colleague yeah. who says they like films then, yeah and they're, they're like, like oh yeah i like horror. horror yeah i've watched halloween kills i'm like oh yeah watch men <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then they never come into the office again it's great it's great i've got rid of a yeah. few colleagues like that <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's the new that's the new challenge um, new it's easier it's, yeah. but it's got a lower level because you have to get them to watch a subtitle movie with this one i'm like oh yeah it's a british horror movie you exactly. love it you yeah. love it it's like Shaun of the dead They're like <laughs> really <laughs> i'm like yeah well it's british and it's a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh dear good times um but yeah that was episode 299 where we discussed the fantastic men uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and through my veins and travels to my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up i can't maybe because i never could how could i start now